0: Thank you. Hello, friends. Welcome in to another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. I'm Danny Jones.
1: And I am Samantha Jones.
0: And here we are, episode 136. 136. What is our episode topic today?
1: This is Samantha's interview on Paranormal Peeps Podcast. Nice. Yeah. This one was cool. Yeah, I'm excited for everybody to hear this if they didn't already go and hear it through Paranormal Peeps. um, I thought this was a good interview, you know.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Cool. Well, before we hop into that, do you want to share anything from last week?
1: Yes, we're still going to do all the normal stuff that we do, so let's go ahead and do it. Uh, last week we did. Are they okay? What happens when we cross over? And you know what? This was one of those episodes where all week I was giving it to people. Mm-hmm. It, I love doing this because then when people ask questions, I can just give them the episode. I mean, I answer their questions anyways, but this is more in depth, you know. And this is one of these these episodes that, um, yeah, be handing out a lot. Yeah. But one of the things that I did in that episode was the reading for Kirsty and her lab Holly. So let's read her response to the reading. Cool. She says, Hi, Samantha. I just listened to your podcast from last week. Thank you for doing a reading on my lab, Holly. It sounded just like her in the reading and really resonated with me. I was meant to go pick up a puppy tomorrow as a friend of her, a friend as a friend for her, so it has definitely made me change my mind. Hmm. I have been thinking, but I have no idea what she would like to do as a job. So we talked a little bit about this because I kind of felt bad. I felt like, oh, I, I to- you know, told her that Holly doesn't want a friend. But she told me that she took Holly out to meet the puppy, uh-huh. and Holly had no interest at all. Uh, and she's been by herself for nine years. And yeah. so we talked a little bit more about it, and the job that I uh, we decided that I would tell Holly to do was that it's just her job to guard the house, just right. to make sure that the house is safe, keep an ear out for things, because she says that she sleeps all day, mm. you know, was worried about her. But I think in the long run that this is going to be better for them. You yeah. know, she, she said because i felt bad she's like don't feel bad you know it, right. it would have been worse if she would have brought the puppy home and then it would have been a nightmare and she works yeah. long hours so so yeah
0: good. So, good call
1: yeah i think so i'm glad that she asked me this is another good reason yeah. why to to you know ask a an animal communicator these types of things because we just never know how our animals are going to feel about certain things right and then every week we answer two questions the first question is from Sheila. I did a reading for her this week, and during the reading, she asked me, Do you ever do readings for people, and they tell you things about their lives that are immoral or illegal? How do you deal with that if you do? Have you <laughs> ever had to contact the police or a family of a person you are reading? Wow. I thought, wasn't that a good question? It's, yeah,
0: it's not one I would think of. but
1: Right? Totally. Totally. Uh-huh.
0: I think no is the answer so far, right? Um,
1: illegal no, immoral right. yes. yeah. Um, the immoral part of it, I'm basically like a therapist. That's how right. I look at my job is I'm a therapist and I'm not gonna go to anybody's spouse or family or anything. <clears throat> And tell them anything like that. There's, right. there's confidentiality that's involved there.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, if
1: somebody came to me and said that they murdered somebody, right. yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I, because even therapists and, and yeah. that and teachers and that have mm-hmm. to turn or child abuse, like anything like that. But, you know, if you just have things that you've done in your life or you're doing, you're currently doing. I mean, I work with people that are going through situations like that all the time that I might consider immoral. But you know what? I've done things myself. And we all have. And so I'm not here to judge. And I'm definitely not here to be a tattletale. Right. So I just have to use common sense with that. But
0: I think those are good rules to live by.
1: Yeah. And like things that are immoral, like I'm definitely not going to encourage those things. You know, I I try and steer them in a direction away from that. And if I can't, then I just, I just stay out of it. Mm. You know, it's just not my business anyways. They're not, they're not coming to me for that kind of thing. So, so yeah, I thought that was a really good question. Cool. So thank you Sheila for that. And then this one is from Mark. Why do psychics why don't psychics use their abilities to do things like win the lottery?
0: <laughs> doesn't work like that.
1: <laughs> no, and I'll tell you why it doesn't work like that cuz it's not supposed to. Uh-huh. We're only told things that we're supposed to know. So like I can go to my mom and say give me the lottery numbers and she's going to say no. Yeah. You're going to have to work. When somebody wins the lottery, I definitely believe that that's fed to them from somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like there, it has to be, you're being fed those numbers, but there's a reason for it. It's not because they're psychic. It's because it's going to change their life or whatever the other side
0: on just random picks.
1: Well, yeah, or that, but there's, the universe is always involved is my point. The universe is involved. So as you know, if for some reason we were to win the lottery it's not because I'm using my psychic ability to win. Like, I would never use it in those ways. Um, I don't know if there are are psychics that can. I just assume that We just aren't privy to that information. And that's something I see all the time. Like, there's this one guy on TikTok that wants to prove that psychics aren't real. And he'll even, like, pay a psychic if they can prove they're real. And I've offered, and he doesn't message me back. But this is one of the things that comes up in there. Well, if they're really psychics, how come they don't know the the lottery numbers? Or how come they need me to tell them my phone number? Well, we're not, like, mind readers. And, you know, we're just given what the universe wants to give us is basically it. So.
0: But that is a legitimately good question <laughs> it is, I will it? say
1: Yeah, it is Because I'm
0: sure many people have wondered that Like, yeah. why don't they?
1: Yeah, it's just not meant for that It's it's not mm. No so
0: Yeah it But those are great questions way. Yeah Thank, thank you, you Sheila, Sheila and Mark too.
1: Yes, thank you so much And then The last thing we'll do Before we get into the interview Is the reading I do every week Cool Okay, so this is from Kate And her dog, Rodrigo I,
0: <laughs> I think like that's that what I
1: call you when you clean the pool, Ooh. isn't it? Yeah. Rodrigo the pool boy. So mm-hmm. uh Rodrigo, our precious Dachshund, recently passed. Is he with us spiritually? Will he come back to us? He's he's a cutie. I love Dachshunds. Ah
0: yeah.
3: He's cute. Uh,
1: yeah. So let me talk to Rodrigo. Big name for a little dog. <laughs> I love when they first appear to me, like what I see, you know, it's obviously different with each animal, but with Rodrigo here, what I saw was him running towards me in that field, like the, the uh, field at the rainbow bridge. And he's running towards me and his, it's like his head is up and then it's down, but his bottom's up. So it's like, I'm seeing like a seesaw kind of effect Uh. as he's running towards me. (laughs) So I'm sure that, that, um, that Kate will understand what I'm talking about, but this is how he's running to me. Very excited. And his ears are flapping and he runs over like he, I feel like towards the end of his life, he really wasn't able to run like that. And that's why he's showing me that um, he, these dogs have a tendency to get issues in their the middle of their back, especially. And I feel like when I do... Um, Like I do a body scan and I can feel down what his spine felt like. And I do feel like in the middle of the spine that there was like a nerve issue there and towards the back by the tail, too. So this was probably something that was affecting him. It it is very common in dachshunds, but um, him showing me the running and being so excited to run, I believe, is because he couldn't run so well towards the end of his life. Um, He also loved to sunbathe. Um, And he didn't have to be outside to sunbathe either. He would do it like if you had the sun, like right now the sun's actually coming at me through the window. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) I'm fine. Um, But yeah, he would lay in like that sun is what I'm seeing. And he enjoyed that just to get the warmth. So he's also doing that out there. That's cool. Let me go back to what your question was. Is he with us spiritually? Will he come back? Uh, Let's see. He is always, always with you. He does want to come back, but not yet. He says, You're not ready for him to come back yet. Um, and he, he's actually so I'm seeing a cat, and so I'm wondering if this means he's going to return as a cat. Most likely, he'll be come back as a cat, which is interesting. Um, but he's seeing a, it's going to be a little bit probably two to three years. He's he really is enjoying things on the other side, he has a lot of family there not just like people that you know um but like his parents so you know his biological parents so he's around other dachshunds and i see in particular him one with uh, a dachshund that is um, brown short hair brown dachshund hmm. so i don't know if that was yours or maybe one that um he was raised with or a parent but that's the one that he shows me with the most but he he says he wants to come back as a cat And he's telling me that one of the signs that he will give you that he is around you is this is okay. this is strange. First of all, there's butterflies. But the second thing that he's showing me is like seeing things like swatting at the air that there's like a bug there, but there's nothing there. So I think that means like you might be seeing things like maybe even seeing an orb of his, but you think it's a bug. Because I see you swatting. So you'll have to tell me. It's hard when you don't have the person sitting here yeah. with you to come back and tell you, oh, yeah, I do that, or, or this makes sense because of this reason. So that's why I love the feedback afterwards because they can tell me, you know, yeah. what all these things mean because I have no idea. Right. But that is what he's showing me uh, as far as the signs that he gives that he's around. And I'm sure there's many more, but those are the main ones. And um, let's see if he has anything else to say before we finish up. Okay, one of the other signs is, is his name. If you randomly hear his name, that's not a common name. So um, he says that's another way to look out that he's sending signs. That's cool. Even if you hear it and you're like, where did that come from? I get that all <sighs> the time. I hear my name and there's nobody there. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. that's... Um, even with him or like I'll hear somebody calling Linda. I'm like, oh, okay. So with, with him, you'll hear that kind of thing as well. But he cool. says he loves you very much and he appreciates the life that you gave him. He shows me that you... Gave him everything that a dog could possibly hope for. And that if you could have saved him, you would. It was just his time. And he knows that you did everything you could. Nice. So there's
0: Rodrigo. Right on, Rodrigo.
1: Hey. Thanks, Kate. Yeah, thanks, Kate. Cool. That's all I got.
0: Great. Well, shall we hop into episode 136? Yes. Your interview with uh, Paranormal Peeps podcast.
1: Yes, let's do that.
0: Cool. It was a good one.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I'm excited for our listeners to hear it. All
0: right. Well, we hope you guys enjoy it. Yes. It's coming up right now, and we'll say goodbye to you at the end. Yes. Enjoy.
3: All right. So we're here uh, talking with Samantha Jones. She's an animal communicator and a psychic medium.
1: Welcome, Samantha. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
3: Absolutely. Um, So when did you – sorry. Hold on a sec. (laughs) She's got the notes.
1: (laughs) No problem.
3: Um, When did you realize that you had uh, the gifts of like animal communication?
1: Uh, With the animals, the first thing that I remember, I was about seven years old. And I had this dachshund who had gotten out. She wasn't fixed and met a boy dog. And long story short, she was pregnant. And so I wanted to keep her safe when I was playing with a bunch of my friends. And so I asked her in my head. I just... I closed my eyes and I said to her, I'm afraid that you're gonna get hurt, just go in your dog house. And that's exactly what she did. She turned around and walked to her dog house. And I was seven years old. I was like, okay, that was a coincidence. You know how, that? I didn't do anything special, but I kept having these like times when I just knew that there, that, what the animal needed or, you know, um, like I would have friends that would have animals and I could just pick up what their dog was feeling or needed and, and that was hard. Because, you know, you can't tell an adult your, your dog doesn't like their food. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I was pretty young. Pretty young.
3: Wow. So, like, does it <clears> – <throat> so, is it just pictures or, like, feelings and emotions? Or does there any, like, actual, like, v- like, verbal-ish communication that they communicate back with?
1: Yeah, I think that everybody's different. But for me, I – it comes in in a few different ways. Pictures are usually number one. They show me visions. Um, and I think that's because they don't really speak our language, you know? And so they show a lot of pictures and I do get feelings when I do an animal reading. If it's for a living pet, I usually do a body scan to see how they're feeling. And so sometimes I'll even feel that inside my body, what they're feeling. Um, as far as words go, I hear things. It's in my own voice though. So, you know, I don't really know if that's coming directly from the animal or from like my spirit guides or whatever. I assume it's coming from the animal, but they, that's what they tend to use the least is like the verbal.
3: Okay. Imagine that can be kind of challenging. Cause it's like animals don't like, like you said, they don't communicate on our same level. So like, I'm yeah. sure the picture's a little bit sometimes disjointed.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: So you kind of have to piece that together what they're trying to convey.
1: That I do a lot of lost pet readings, mm-hmm. and that's something that I have an issue with because people are like street names. Can you give me street names? Well, the animal they're not looking at the street signs when they're when they're crossing by. So I'm seeing things like shapes and and colors, you know, like trees and fences and different things. But street names you don't normally see because the dog doesn't look at that, dog or cat doesn't look at that. Oh, exactly.
3: Is that something you've had a lot of success with, like finding lost pets that way?
1: It's very difficult. Um, Usually, I don't find the pet. That's usually not my goal. I have um, kind of a list that I send the client if they want the lost pet reading that states that, too, that I'm in California. You know, if wherever you are, I don't know what it looks like. So it's really, really hard to exactly find where the animal is. But what they do is they show me what's around them or they'll show me like I had a dog that I was working on that uh, was picked up by an older man in an older yellow car. And so that's what I see with the lost pets. So I don't get the locations, I just get clues. So what I tell people to do always is signs and that's what seems to find the animals. If I give them signs of like, I give them clues of different things to look for, then they put up signs in that area. We have a lot of success that way. Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: That's awesome. Cause like, I know like losing a pet, you know, if they go missing, like that's heartbreaking for oh, a yeah. lot of people.
1: It's hard. It's one of the harder things that I do for sure.
3: Does, uh, does, your, does the communication only work with like domesticated animals or does it work for like all animals?
1: No, it works for all animals. Actually, yesterday my husband and I were at lunch and there was this bird. I don't know what it was. It was a black bird, but it was like the size of a blue jay. And it had this horrible piercing screen. And I was like, I wish that he would shut up because, you know, we're trying to enjoy our lunch. And my husband's like, why don't you just communicate with him? And I was like, oh, duh. so <laughs> I did. And he shut up and he went to the other side of the patio. So, yeah, it can it can be done. Yeah, for sure. Oh,
2: well, I wish I could do that when, like the neighbor's dogs barking. Right. I do that. I
1: do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one of my top things is shut the neighbor's dogs up.
2: So there's definitely yeah. perks. Right? <laughs> yeah, there is. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, let's see. Um, can you give us a good example? Like, what's what's like a humorous example of animal communication that you've had? Anything that's like just well, kind of comical.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of times they do these things, um, like to show us, you know, different things about their personality. And so I had a lost pet that I was working on this one time. And the first thing that he did was start talking to me in Spanish, which I thought was really <laughs> funny, because I'm like, I don't speak Spanish. you know. <laughs> so I figured that was his way of telling me that his family spoke Spanish. But yeah, they have really funny personalities. I sure. love it.
3: That's awesome. Like
1: right now, my dogs want to start barking, and so I'm telling them I'm doing an interview, and we've already had this talk.
2: <laughs> they're like kids, right? You got to tell them multiple times.
1: They are. Oh wow! It's that's exactly what they're like. Exactly. <laughs> um, I see your kitty there in the background.
3: Oh yeah,
2: one of many. Yeah, one of, <laughs> yeah. One of many. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got a we got a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: She's our mischief maker.
2: Which one is no. that? Oh, Willow. That's Willow. That's Willow.
3: So. Oh,
1: I love that name.
3: Um yeah, with the uh I lost my train of thought.
2: Did you want to move on to the second? It happens one to me all the time. Oh, I had all a, the time.
3: I had a question and I was like about the animal <laughs> stuff and I'm like, "Oh, I lost it." Um <laughs> Uh, we'll come back to it. If I if I if it comes back to me, we'll we'll ask it. Oh, I have sure. one
2: though. I I do have one. Like, say like you're out for a walk or a hike and you're in nature. Have you ever had like um, a wild animal, such as like a deer or anything that like comes to you asking for any kind of assistance or help?
1: That's a really good question, and you know what? I'm sure that I have. Um I'm not really like the the closest story that I can think of is that I've had some squirrels that like I felt they were like, you know, feed us and they'll just sit there and stare at us like (laughs) animals do really weird things when my husband and I are out. I'm sure he (laughs) remembers some stories that I don't, but it's it's like a mild version of Snow White, you know, it's (laughs) like the animals they want to talk to you. So we see weird things all of the time, all the time, but I haven't. (laughs) Really had one that I I don't think I've had one like reach out for help that I could think of, right? But that's a great question. I'll you have to should, think about that one.
2: You should tell them to come clean your house. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. It's like you I don't have
2: what time today to do come yeah. sweep my floors.
3: You know? It works for. Do snow my dishes. White. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
3: Um, have you ever had like uh, an animal spirit seek you out to find its owner, to, like to communicate with its owner?
1: Yes, absolutely. I actually have that a lot where people will hire me for like um, a reading for themselves or like a spirit reading and then their animals will come through. That happens all the time. Um, As far as like reaching out, um, you know, sometimes I I get random things from different spirits, but I don't think so much from animals. No, not so much there, but they do come in in the readings like from the other side and that type of thing.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: Are you able to look at, like, photos, just, um, like, a family photo and see, like, the spirits of maybe loved ones or animals in it, even though they're not physically in that photo?
1: Yes. A lot of times I I do see those kinds of things. Um, I usually see their personality come out in those. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, they'll show me if they were funny. They'll be doing something silly. Um, You know, but animals, too. Yeah, absolutely. Always in, in the pictures. And even, like... Family gatherings. I always feel like even the the animals there. Sometimes you know, not just the human spirits.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is neat. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I love that. Very gifted. I mean, very blessed. I love love my job so much.
3: What is the strangest animal that you've ended up communicating with?
1: That's another good question. Um. Wow. I communicate with a lot of um, horses. Those are my favorite. Um, As far as, like, I would say probably snakes um, Um, are one of the weirdest that you would think. I actually, like, I'm afraid of snakes. I don't want to handle them. I don't want to get near them. But they have the cutest personalities. So, like, (laughs) there was one time that this cobra got loose in the city that we live in. And I saw him on the picture of him on the Internet. And he was so sweet. And I was like, that, that's a sweet cobra. Like, they, had a, a, they ended up getting, like, a Twitter form and everything, and I followed him <laughs> on his Twitter. Like, I fell in love with this snake. So, <laughs> but, yeah, they're, they're fun to talk to. Wow.
2: Any marine life at
1: all? Um, yeah, I've, I have talked to fish. I don't think that I've actually, like, gone to an aquarium or anything and, and talked to the animals there. I tend to not, I try not to do that. Unless, you know, I'm trying to do something for work or whatever, mm-hmm. because I don't want to know what's going on. I, I hope that they have a good life and that kind of thing, but I don't want to know. So I, I usually don't communicate and things like that. But like fish and fish tanks and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, those, but those are kind of tough sometimes, too, you know, kind of, because, I, but fish don't have a lot going on. Right? So it's usually <laughs> You know, not really well, much es-
2: to it, but especially in captivity. It would I think go into yeah. uh you know, like an aquarium where they have like some sharks and sea turtles and stingrays and whatever, I think that could be maybe quite heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's why I just I just don't <laughs>
2: it'd be overload, I think. Yeah,
3: for sure. Yeah. I'm guessing that, that kinda of goes for zoos as well. Like you just mm-hmm. don't wanna know
1: yeah sometimes like we have a zoo here that um it's just a small college zoo and so i have done some there just to see because i know that these were animals that you know they weren't like caught or anything they were rehab. Mm-hmm. so i have done that um and i would like to do more of that i'm just really sensitive but i'd like to know like the stories of these animals in the zoos that have been rescued you know
3: yeah that'd be interesting like i remember we went yeah. to uh we have this zoo up in we went to in washington it's called uh point defiance Mm. and they would have uh like a golden eagle uh and a bald eagle there Mm. that were injured and they can't fly anymore so they're they're just rehabbing them and and keeping them in captivity but it'd be interesting to yeah it'd be interesting to to see what they saw you know in the wild
1: yeah absolutely
2: okay Raymond. What else
3: you got? Um, that's it for animal.
2: For animal? Yeah. Oh, I'm fascinated by I it know. though. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's it's honestly something I've never heard of. Really? Yeah, never. Wow. Um, we've been on a couple investigations with a gal who could see uh like the spirits of animals. Um, oh, that's cool. It, and it was one where. Um, we have this town. It's called Thistle. I don't know if you ever heard of it in Utah. It's called Thistle. But I don't think so. Um, there was a landslide. Or it was either an earthquake or a la- I think it, it was, was a flood. It was an earthquake that I think caused a landslide that caused a flood. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, it ended up just submerging this entire town. And so this farmer lost his entire head of cattle, his entire herd. Oh, wow. Um, and so we were at this house. Um, and it's on uh private property, but we had permission to be there. And uh he was out there with his cows. Like just watching over his cows.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. It's just I love that. Yeah. Um, uh,
3: but it was just something I've never like I've never known someone who can like, you know, theory, you know, be the horse whisperer. So, <laughs> so to, speak. to speak, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I it you know, it makes for an interesting life. I'll tell you that. Um, Not all good because, like I said, I am very sensitive. I have Mm. a really hard time with any kind of animal abuse or neglect or anything like that. I have to stay away from rescue work. We just rescued a dog recently. And sometimes I'll get little pieces of what happened to her before she came to us, and I have to block them out because I don't want to know. At least not while she's alive. You know what I mean? Right. So it has its ups and downs, like, like
3: anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I
2: try to stay away from those videos too that show things like that oh, animal yeah. cruelty because I'll sit there yeah. and I'll ball, and it'll ruin my oh, whole me day. Too. Was, yeah, my whole day. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> me too. Yeah, especially those ASPCA commercials. It's like oh. yeah, that immediately flip the channel with the song and
2: everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's not that you don't care. It's just you feel it on this whole other level, and it's just like yes. devastating to your very soul. And it's it's so hard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you there very hard. Yeah.
3: So, you, so it sounds like you've been like, uh, like at least an animal communicator for most of your uh, life. When did you find out that you yes. could talk to human spirits?
1: It actually wasn't until about four years ago. Um, oh, wow. My mother died in 2004, and I started experiencing all kinds of crazy things after she died. And it kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And then I actually uh, met a medium, long story short, who told me that I have these abilities. And so I started just trying to work on them and develop them. And they came really quickly, like so quickly I was overwhelmed. And I didn't believe it at first because, you know, even though I could communicate with animals, I'll be honest, I still wasn't 100 percent convinced that psychics were real. (laughs) And I know that may sound weird. I didn't put the two together. I was like, well, I can communicate with animals, but you know, I I don't know. It just seemed different, you know? Um, but I think because I already had that open that the people and other stuff came really easy and naturally to me. And, and I am now a 100% believer that this is real (laughs) and it's wild.
3: Oh, so, um, So what was it that, like, I mean, you went to a psychic, she told you that you had these abilities, but what, what was it that, that made you like, say, you know what, I want to go full bore forward instead of like, Hey, I want to shut that door. I don't want to go anywhere near it.
1: You know what? Honestly, it was, it was hard. And what it was, was after I learned that I could connect and I felt my mom on a different level. That's what has kept me in this and has made me build this. And ha- I, I don't want to be pushed away from it because I don't want to be without that presence like, I, like that again. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Wow. that that answered your question. I so lost yeah. my train of thought. No, that was so
2: perfect. Kind of like your mom, <laughs> after she passed, you know, obviously she knew you had these abilities. And it's like she yeah. helped you bring them out more. Through different channels. She, yeah.
1: She's the other half of my story. Like I plan to write a book and really that's what it's about is mm-hmm. how my mom dying was like, I felt like it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Oh, of course. And it ended up changing my life for the better. And wow. it's crazy.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. To lose a parent, that's, that's tough.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was really hard. Yeah.
3: Was it something?
0: Oh. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's natural, you know.
3: Um, it, was it something unexpected or was it something that you knew was coming?
1: No, it was very unexpected. Well, she had been kind of sick, but it was asthma and stuff like that. No, you know, nothing that I really thought she was going to die from. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was in the hospital. And then the day after she got home is when she passed and they had mm-hmm. given her like a double dosage of morphine. And oh. I don't think she realized she had that much morphine. So that's what we think happened was that she just had too much morphine. Oh
3: my goodness. No.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: That's yeah. That's sad. That's, that's tough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was really tough. I was only 26 and that was like my first death really mm-hmm. besides a couple of animals. And it like that, that hit. Yeah.
2: yeah. It hits you hard. It does, yeah. Especially when you lose somebody that you're so close with. Like, I lost my dad almost a year ago to the day. I'm sorry. And I still, it's hard, you know? It is hard, yeah. I still have a really tough time.
1: Do you feel him around you?
2: Yes, he's around me. Yeah. And I have some of his ashes in my necklace here. But his was brain cancer, so, um, Ah. you know, we We had had five weeks
1: Oh wow, that's yeah. still really short. Yeah. It was
2: really short. It was really hard. So yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah, I just. Well, <laughs> I would love to communicate with him with him for you someday if you would like me to.
2: Absolutely, you just send me over a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, we can definitely do that.
3: Um. Cool. So, like with the with the human communication, like you mentioned, with the animal stuff, you can kind of turn it off and on. Is that the same way mm-hmm. with the human stuff, or is it really more? Or is it more of like a constant bombardment?
1: No, I, I learned early on that I could set rules. So I, I do have some rules that certain times that they can't talk to me and, and those kinds of things. And for me, it's kind of like a click, like, like calling them up, right? It's like mm-hmm. using the telephone and the phone rings and it takes a few minutes to connect, right? or A few seconds to connect that's kind of what it's like for me like i'll get the ringing in my ear if they're trying to come through and i do get like psychic visions like randomly and stuff like that but um, but no i'm not bombarded um i yeah i laid the ground rules for that a long time ago oh and and they listen very well for anybody (laughs) listening that has that problem they will listen to you
2: just put those hard lines up there right
1: you gotta set your boundaries. That's Absolutely, right. even with the spirits. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely.
2: Have you ever been like out in public somewhere, and you just have like a random spirit come up to you and say, you know, hey, <laughs> you know, so and so is over here. I need you to go tell them this.
1: Um, luckily, no. Um, that is a boundary that I have set, and I don't want to do that. I at least not at this point in my career. Maybe uh-huh. further down the line, but my thing is, is that you just never know how somebody's going to take that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really, I'm really sensitive. I don't want to put myself in that position. So I will like feel things about people when I'm out. And like, there was one time that there was this guy that was just surrounded and like white light around him. And I thought about it. I thought about approaching him, but I was like, I don't know. I'm really shy. So that's hard for me. So I think the spirits understand that and they Mm -hmm. don't push me on that. And I appreciate that. Absolutely. Like T- Teresa Caputo, she'll just talk to anybody. And I'm like, no,
2: I'll, I no. <laughs> she'll just walk up to him. Hey, you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just not that brave.
2: Yeah. And I can imagine that for somebody, you know, having somebody else come up and say, hey, you, you know, so and so says this. That could be a little unsettling in yeah. a way
1: because yeah, it's so out of the blue. Seen people, I have seen people on Facebook that I have been drawn to mm-hmm. and that spirits have asked me to reach out. I have done that. Um, and that is very rewarding. And the people are normally open to it. You know, um, yeah, that that is definitely rewarding. That I can handle. Right. It's a little
3: yep. less face-to-face. So that helps. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you can't,
1: You don't see the look on their face when they think that you're crazy when they first see your message. So it's easier for me to handle.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it's always tough. Like when you're into the paranormal or, or you deal with the paranormal, people... You know, either one or two reactions from them. It's either like, I'm not going to talk to you ever because I think you're the devil,
1: <laughs> right? Right.
3: Or they're like, that is so cool.
1: Tell me more. <laughs>
2: Tell me everything
3: you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know, to be honest, you never know which is which. Like some of the people that I thought were going to shun me for this haven't, and mm-hmm. and people that I thought would be okay with it weren't. And so you just you don't know. You know, it's it's hard to judge. Because right. people don't talk about it as openly as they should because they think that it's, you know, whatever, the occult or devil worshipping or whatever they want to think. Frowned but, upon. The, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
3: Yeah. And we and we've talked about that in our podcast, too. We've talked about um, yeah. our religious beliefs as a, as a society and how that really affects mm-hmm. um, one's outlook on the, the paranormal yeah. and, and, and those pieces. And so. Um, yeah, It does. It
1: makes me sad yeah, I know some people Mm. that I used to be pretty close with and Mm. I know, you know, they keep their distance now. So it's hard, but you have to be true to yourself. I can't not be me because some people aren't going to accept it. Oh, exactly. Exactly.
2: So you do readings all over the world. Yes. Where's, how can I put this? What is the furthest part of the world from where you're at that you've given a reading for?
1: You know what? I, I'm not totally sure what the, the furthest from me would be. But I'll tell you that Australia, I have a lot of clients in Australia. I'm in really? California. Um, I worked I, one time because I worked with a lost pet. So they give me their address when I mm-hmm. work with the lost pets. And when she gave it to me, it was like an island off the coast of Madagascar like a little island. Yeah. It was so (laughs) cool. I was but I told my husband right away. I was like, oh my gosh, the reading I just did was so cool because of the location, you know, people don't understand you can, this is, there's no like block, you know, with the space it's telepathic. So there's, it's, you know, um, yeah. So all over the world, I've had clients all over the world.
2: Wow. That must be amazing to be able to just like be in your own home and your own space and do all this remotely for clients all over the place.
1: Yes, I'm very, very
2: blessed. Oh, that's amazing.
3: Do you find, like, so, like working with the, the spirits over the world in those pieces, right, like, is there, is there a, a, like, a psychic language barrier, or do they know how to communicate in the language that you understand?
1: Well, that's a really good question. There is a language barrier, but it's in our heads. So like, I can't speak for all psychics, but for me, if I'm not getting something, if I'm not understanding what they're trying to say to me, it's because my vibration isn't high enough to, to be able to talk to them on that level. So there isn't a language barrier for them. It's, it's what we do. So sometimes I'll even hear my mom, like, um, after I've meditated or like listen to music for a while and I get more open and I'll hear her go, Oh, there you are because she couldn't get through to me because we weren't on the same vibration level. So, yeah.
2: Oh, interesting. That's neat. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Cause I've, we've, uh, we've investigated some places that have a uh, German connection. And so we've like picked mm-hmm. up yeah. German EVPs.
1: Yeah. Oh,
3: nice. Yeah. Um, but I was just wondering, cause like if you're talking to like a German soldier, right. Chances mm-hmm. of them speaking English, especially if they're from like 1930 or 1940, like it's pretty
1: low. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Well, you're talking about telepathic communication. So like, I'll hear the words, um, but I hear them in my own voice. But with somebody that's German, what I probably will hear just for a brief time is their voice with that accent. So that's something that I'll use to validate to the client that, you know, your, you know, your father was from Germany as a German accent or whatever. Some of the accents are hard (laughs) to distinguish, but um, the language barrier with other with other languages? No, I, I don't. I haven't had a problem with that for sure.
3: Oh, that's neat. That yeah. is that is neat because um, I had answered. Like, someone was asking me a question, and they're like, you know, if you go to uh, like Peru, you know, and you're and you're investigating in Peru, and you're asking these questions, you're asking them in English. Right? Like, do they understand what you're saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because language is a man made. we created it they don't even use it they use telepathy so they can work with us with our telepathy
3: yeah that's really neat
2: (laughs) yeah that is pretty cool (laughs) that's awesome so during your readings have you ever had when you're giving a reading to a client have you ever had like a spirit come through that does or says something really humorous or shows you something really funny that's just kind of comical Always, (laughs)
1: always, Um, especially the people that were funny. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a good, well, this wasn't during a reading, but this is kind of a cool paranormal story for you where the person was, the spirit was being very humorous. I used to do pet sitting and this client, their son had died. They didn't tell me this. I found out the hard way by meeting the spirit in the house. Um, But he had died by suicide. And the first night that I walked into the house um, by myself, he said to me, aren't you scared? That was like the first thing that he said to me. And I said, why would I be scared? And he said, because the house is haunted. And I said, there's no such thing as a haunted house. And I flipped the light switch on and the light bulb went poof. Oh. Went yeah. But he started laughing so hard after that. And I was like, I went running. I was like, okay. I mean, I know that they can't hurt me. You know what I mean? Right. But like, right. Something like that happens to you. You don't think logically. You just. <laughs>
2: you just react. You,
1: you fight. Yeah, you react. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that was that was a better one where he just laughed. He thought that was so funny. <laughs> oh, And my, my mom will do things to me all the time. Things that she knows will just get like a little rise out of me. And then afterwards, I can hear her laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, they, they like the humor there for sure. Oh, Oh my goodness.
3: So do you see the spirits as well and as feel them, or is it more just a feeling?
1: Um, I have seen some, not a lot. Um, I'm thankful for that. But yeah, I, I, the house that we live in now, the um, original owner, I ran into him, his spirit, twice in one day uh, in this house. He's always oh, wow. here, but I have seen him. Um, I have not, like my mom and those... Like people that are really close to me, I haven't seen like apparitions of and I appreciate that. I, I don't think that I want to. But I know when I see them that there's there's a real reason, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they don't use that for me very often. So right. there's a reason why they're there.
2: Amazing. Let's see what else I got here. So you communicate with those on the other side, as you put it, right? Yes. So what are your thoughts on reasons of uh, maybe why a spirit will remain instead of crossing over? And are you able to help those uh, that haven't crossed over cross over if they ask you?
1: I think there's a lot of reasons why a spirit could have issues. Mm-hmm. Um, something jarring. Uh, we had here in my town, Thousand Oaks, we had a mass shooting. Um, I think it was like we're coming up on the third anniversary. And I went there and I I felt that there were a couple of them that kind of felt their energy felt weird, like they were still kind of here and they needed to be released. Um, So something like that, I could definitely see. There was one spirit that um, one lady that was hit by a car. uh, She was a crossing guard in the next town over. And I went to the area. I actually was like right there after it happened and I could see her spirit there. Was really kind of cool, but yeah. Wow. Lost my drink,
2: found it. Are you able to help yeah, them okay. though? Yeah, I
1: remember what you were. Yeah, about yeah. being stuck here. So that those could be reasons why they're stuck here. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Have you um, Have you ever assisted the the police in finding either a missing person or in, in any of like the cold case stuff?
1: Those types of things are really, they're really difficult. Um, I have not, at first I thought I wanted to get into that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I started working on it and I actually worked with families of a lot of missing people. And it gets very emotional because you see like there was one girl that I know where she is. I know where her body is. But they can't get to it because it's in like a swampy area. It's probably not even there anymore. So, you know, those are really, really difficult. Um, So I don't at this point, I I don't know that I want to work on those so much. Um, But also something that people don't really understand is that like like Gabby Petito. Okay, let's take this case, for example. I felt things about it. Okay, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I'm not talking to Gabby unless she comes to me or I have permission to talk to her by somebody close to her I won't be able to connect to her. Right. I'll get things from my my spirit guides or whatever. So you need that kind of permission there. When you're working with the police you have that permission, you know. So that's it's a little bit different but you have to have that with the spirit in order to make the connection.
2: Wow.
3: That makes sense. It's kind of like Yeah. It's kind of like making sure you have the number to dial somebody on the telephone so you actually talk to somebody.
1: Yeah, that connection. And it's respectful, too, you know? I mean, can you imagine? There were a lot of psychics that were saying that they were talking to Gabby. And I was like, you guys aren't talking to Gabby. You know, (laughs) if you were, she would be overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. Like, she just died.
2: Yeah. Well, and a lot of these people are using, like, you know, their spirit boxes and stuff and claiming that Gabby's coming through. And,
1: Yeah. That's, it might be the spirit guides, but it's not. Yeah, I, I don't know how they do that. I really don't know. But, yeah, I'm not not into that. Yeah. I'm I a know. spirit box. <laughs> yeah.
3: Some of us need tools. Others <laughs> yeah. don't.
2: Others have them yeah. built in.
1: <laughs> I'm a walking tool. So there you yes, go. Exactly.
3: So um, do you think that like, everybody has the abilities, like has the innate ability to, to like – be a psychic or, or talk to animals in that Avenue. And that it's just a matter of like opening that door. Or do you think it's like a, like a select few?
1: I think everybody has the, they could do it. Everybody could, but I do believe that there are some of us that were chosen to have these on a different level that were chosen to help people and animals. And then there are people that just use it, you know, for their own life or, or, whatever. And so that might be on a smaller degree, but like my husband, he didn't have any of these kind of abilities when, when we met, and now he's starting to build them and, and spirit starting to come to him. And so I absolutely believe that you can build them at any time, but and I absolutely. Believe we all have them. It's just a matter of what you want to put into it and I kind of compare it to working out and like having a six pack. If you want to be good at this, you have to work it all the time it's just it's a muscle you have to work it so the more you work it the better you'll get at it if you don't practice it if you don't use it then you know because I think we're all born with it I think we even know that like the first few years of our life mm-hmm. and then we're just we're turned off by people telling us that it's all imaginary that oh right. you can't possibly see a person over there because you know that's not real mm-hmm. so that it all it gets turned off for us
2: yeah. that that and just The outside world, you know, we're so wrapped up in the daily grind that we don't shut down all this noise out here. And, you know, we're not quiet long enough or still long enough to let those things come in. And so we don't notice them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. That's
3: right. Yeah. There's a theory out there that the kids that, you know, like the young kids who have imaginary friends, there's the theory that those aren't really imaginary, that they're actually spirits.
1: Right. Right. I believe it. Absolutely. I believe it.
3: Yeah. And then, of I course, I probably
1: had imaginary animals as a kid. I don't remember, but I probably <laughs> did.
3: <laughs> yeah. And that's usually well before we have memories. Usually, I mean, exactly. for most people. Yeah. So.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's crawling all over the soundboard (laughs) yeah she's like are you talking to an animal communicator (laughs) she's like let me talk (laughs) yeah put me up to the camera (laughs) oh my goodness so what advice would you give somebody that like picks up on certain things and notices them and wants to build on that and kind of maybe open that door a little bit more for themselves what what sort of things can they do to help bring that forward more
1: Well, the first thing that I did and what I tell people is the most important is practice because how are you going to know? And I know it's like, how do you practice right away when you've never done something? Well, okay. But how do you, how do you practice that? Do you know what I mean? Like the first thing that I did when I wanted to see if I could do this is I got a picture of somebody that had passed away and I just started saying everything that came to me and I can't teach mediumship because honestly, for me, it it was, it was that easy. I just started connecting that quickly. Um, So I, I tell people go to Facebook groups that are for learning and you can do different readings in there. People put up pictures of themselves or, you know, a spirit or whatever, and you practice on there, you know, practice with your friends that, that will be supportive of you. And that, I think that's the, really the most important thing. But then also understanding, like I said before, that this takes time and not to get discouraged because like when I first started, I thought that I would know everything Mm -hmm. and I don't know most things. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I have to connect. It's not just something that's always there. And and I didn't realize that at first. And so I think if people understood more that just be patient with yourself, and you're gonna mess up, and you know we all do. I'm really bad at like the the cards, you know, the Zenner cards. Yeah, I'm yeah. so bad at those. But I, I would get discouraged if I tried to just do those. You know what I mean? You have right. to practice with with all kinds of things.
2: So, do you find that meditation something that kind of will help, kind of center you and ground you a little bit, and kind of open up with meditation?
1: I don't think I could do my job without it. Mm -hmm. At first it was really hard for me because I was learning to meditate and to talk to spirits at the same time. And with the meditation at that point, it was like any noise, any distraction, I would come right out of it. It was horrible, but I could feel it. Like I can still feel it if I haven't meditated, you know? Right. So yeah, it's, it's absolutely. And, and that's, that's another important part. I thank you for bringing that up because That's another thing I tell people is you have to learn to meditate. And most people are like, well, I can't because, you know, my mind wanders. Well, your mind's supposed to wander. That's a part of meditating. You're supposed to learn to bring your mind back to center because that's what happens to us all the time. We're not, you know, without thought. We have to learn to bring it back. But it can be tough, but it's important.
2: Good advice. Yeah, because I often feel that way when I try to shut my mind off and block out other things. I'm all over the place. The more I feel like yes. I try to block it out and quiet my mind a little bit to focus, the more I'm all over the place. So it's yeah, it's
1: hard. It's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> it is tough. It is. But it's kind of an art once you get the hang of it. You can do it anywhere. Like if I'm, if I'm out in public, like my husband and I went to the Rolling Stones concert uh, like last week or something. And I have a, a little fear of big stadiums like that. But I can right. go in the bathroom and I can calm myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't used to be able to do that. Now I can, I can calm myself and recenter myself. And that really, really helps. So it helps with things outside of my job too. For sure.
2: Probably with anxiety and everything.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel a
1: different person after I've meditated.
3: And I imagine too, like most people that I've, that I've talked to who have abilities, they're also very sensitive to other people's moods and feelings. So I can imagine like going to a stadium would be like sensory overload.
1: It is. Yeah, I'm an empath too. So I pick up people's emotions and feelings. And I, especially after COVID with being locked up for so long and then trying to get back to regular life, I get really overwhelmed really quickly. Um, So I'm very thankful for my ability to meditate on command because it has been hard for me. and, And I pick up. Uh, Even when I'm doing readings, if somebody is like getting really anxious, I'll feel it. And so I have to have them calm down so that I can relax and bring my vibration up. So, yeah, very sensitive to it all. I imagine
2: empaths, you know, they're like sponges, you know, you kind of absorb what others are giving off. And that can be so overwhelming and learning how to either block it or calm yourself down is probably
1: crucial. Yes, absolutely. And that was something that took me a long time. And I still have a hard time. You know, if my husband's having a bad day and he wants to talk about it, I have to let him get, you know, I have to let him get kind of angry without me picking up on that so that he can get it out. But I don't absorb it. And that's really, really difficult, especially with somebody that you spend so much time with, you know, because you just absorb. Their, yeah. their, you know, their energy naturally, but yeah, my husband has learned to calm down a lot since we started the oh. spiritual journey, and that has helped me tremendously.
2: I bet it's yeah. like him in Walmart. I don't like him going to Walmart because <laughs> he comes back <laughs> and his energy has changed, yeah. and he's just quiet. And there's just this underlying something, and then I get a bad attitude. Yeah, just yeah, for no right? reason.
3: Well they've it's said weird, right? It, it's yeah.
2: weird. It's weird. Yeah. They say that Walmart's so fast the, too. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They say Walmart's the worst place to go if you're empathic because you're just gonna pick up everybody's awful awfulness. I believe yeah. It. <laughs> Misery, yeah.
1: yeah. I
2: believe it. Yeah. So kind of centering and clearing yourself when you come home from places like that is probably also very crucial.
3: I'll keep that in mind. Just it to is.
2: clear yeah, and release absolutely.
1: it. Yeah. I need my for me, I need quiet time. I just need to be alone for a little while yeah. and I can, I I don't necessarily, sometimes I have to meditate, but a lot of times it's just, I just need some quiet, you know, and it, yeah. A little bit of peace. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
3: Um, so are you able to like look at people or, or, or like just talk with people and, and are you able to pick up on their abilities if they have any?
1: Yes, I do. Actually, I I have many stories about that. But one of my favorites is uh, at the very beginning of learning about my abilities. I did a reading for this girl, Nisha, and her mother had just passed and we were talking about it. And she was asking me all kinds of questions. And her mother said, why doesn't she just ask me herself? And so I said that to (laughs) Nisha. I was like, why don't you just ask her yourself? And she's like, I can't talk to her. And I was like, no, you can, though. A couple months later, I heard from her that she, her abilities were so built up that she started her own Facebook group and she was doing readings for people. And she is one of the best mediums that I know. She's one of the few that I go to. Oh,
2: wow. That's amazing. Yeah,
1: Yeah.
3: That's awesome. Yeah.
2: What a way to discover you have abilities. Right? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, amazing.
3: Well, sometimes people are told they have abilities and then they tell them, they tell everybody else, no, I don't
1: yes yes or or I see the personal look there (laughs) you know when I first the first year that I knew that I was a medium I didn't want anybody to know because I thought that people would judge me too harshly right Mm -hmm. it took me a long time to come out of the psychic closet but you know what I I think is important on the spiritual journey is that you are yourself and that those people that don't want to be around you because you have a special gift that they don't understand, they don't need to be around you.
3: And 100%. I learned
1: that, you yeah. know, and it changed my life. So that's my advice to people, too, is don't don't be shy. Yeah, Don't be shy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, and some people who are told that they have abilities, I think it's more or less that. They don't want to be told that they do. They don't want to put out there that they do and then be totally wrong. That's and, true. And feel yes, And feel silly and stupid, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. that I that's a, something that's hard, too. I have too. a hard time <laughs>
1: reading for, like, my, my friends mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. sometimes because yeah. I do feel like, oh, my gosh, what if I'm wrong? And I know myself better than that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but it I took a long it. time for me to build up that kind of confidence. You know, that didn't come overnight. And like I said, I still get nervous. And if I put on this spot, like, you know, can you read this person for me? Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> you, you know? draw
2: a blank. You're like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Like, what am I up. doing? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I imagine that, you know, even though you're well tuned into your abilities, I imagine that you're always constantly learning and growing in them.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. I, I think oh, that yeah. never that stops. It's never going to end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's never going to end. And that, that is cool. Um, Like there's some things that I really am not good at yet, like names. I -hmm. don't get spirit names very well. Um, My husband and I went to see, oh gosh, what was his name? There was a, a famous medium when we went to see him and he's so good with names. So good. He brought my, my mom came through and he was like, does, does the name Linda make sense to you? And then he started repeating it, Linda, Linda, Linda. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that, I want to be able to do that. And sometimes I get them, like if I'm I'm typing, you know, mm-hmm. that, like the, I will actually have the word that I'm typing change to the spirit's name. So it's like they're helping me with that. Wow. Um, but so far I'm not really great as, at like picking up like, okay, this spirit, their name is such and such. Um, right. So I'm hoping one day that I'll be able to do that. but. Something that I think um, happen, has, is happening a lot is that it opens your eyes to the possibilities of what's actually out there, mm-hmm. that things that I never thought that I would believe, that I believe in now, that they, they keep handing you that stuff because you can't handle it all at once. So that's a learning process too, because you couldn't handle it. Like all the things that, I, that I've learned so far, if they, one time they were like, here's this book all at once. No, you got it just like school. You got to take your time and and learn it. And there's a lot. And I know I'll never stop learning. Never.
3: Right.
2: And that's part of the, that's you know like in the paranormal and what we do, we never stop learning.
3: No. You yeah. Know, ever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And,
2: and I actually love that part about it because it there's does, so much. It's always going to be interesting. It's always going to be this growing process.
1: So. Absolutely. Yeah. Always love finding it. new things. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: And do you think it's something like? that your spirit guides kind of hold kind of block it in certain aspects to kind of protect you because you're not ready at that point or.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's just things like simultaneous time. I have a really hard time with that concept. So whenever my husband starts talking about it or somebody else, like my mind goes, blah, blah. "It's because I'm not ready. I'm not ready for <laughs> yeah. that yet. Like there's other things that need to come first before I could even possibly understand that." Right. Um, yeah, that's happened with a lot of different things. Aliens. I'm I'm thankful for it because yeah, it, it takes a little time to absorb all of that.
2: Yeah, aliens scare me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do they?
2: Oh no no. Oh, don't I don't go. know why I mean, it's we're just the
1: ones that. To, we shouldn't be afraid; they're afraid because we're the hotheads, not them. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's just that unknown. There's there's something about them that I don't know, and I'm I'm guessing it's just yeah. a matter of it's not knowing what you know why they're here and what they're sure. visiting for. But I think it. I think more or less they're observing us, studying us.
1: Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Try yeah. and maybe even help us, but keeping a safe distance because mm-hmm. you know.
2: I don't blame them. I don't either.
3: No,
1: not yeah. at all.
2: <laughs> no, we're, we're we're not
1: a friendly planet. No,
3: no, we're we're a shoot first, ask questions, right? Dissect later.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So why would they want to come here? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's like why? Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's one of the ones I still struggle with, um, and I it, and it's weird too because it's like I believe in. You know, most everything paranormal, and then you get to that, and it's like I don't know. Really? Still, yeah.
2: You don't know if you believe yeah. in aliens. in aliens? Yeah. And, but and, aren't we silly to think in the vast universes and, and galaxies out there that we're the only ones?
3: Oh, absolutely. It's kind
2: of naive on our part.
3: Absolutely, but I think it comes down to the whole seeing is believing thing. Like I've seen spirits. Yes. I've interacted with spirits, so I know they exist. Yeah because I can quantify it, but like quantifying Mm an extra, like an interstellar or interspace being or interdimensional, depending on how you believe aliens live, it's like that becomes something that's beyond my logic circuits.
2: So what you're saying is you're like an open-minded skeptic of it. Like you're not closed (laughs) off to it. You're open-minded, but you need more.
3: I need a lot more. Okay. (laughs) And it it might be one of those things like when I die, And the, the, some of the mysteries of the universe are are revealed. It's like, okay, I'm good. I got it. Yeah, (laughs) I get it.
1: But you know what? I was like you before I started the spiritual journey. My husband would watch ancient aliens and they would talk about how like the pyramids align with the stars or whatever. And I would be like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Now I totally buy it. Yeah, totally. So sometimes you just maybe need a spirit to tell you for themselves what's what's real. Yeah. You know, I think that's what did it for me.
3: And when we live, like we live in Utah and we live in a big like UFO hotspot.
1: Oh, I bet. Yeah. So they probably have, I can't remember what they're called, but they have like UFO get togethers and stuff. Oh wow. Um, Yeah. I don't, I can't remember the guy's name, but there's this guy that's really into this and he, he does this whole like thing where people go out camping and they bring in the UF. UFOs, I don't know. You know, never been to one, but.
2: Interesting, yeah. though. Well, and that's like Skinwalker Ranch out here, too. Yeah. There's you know. Like, oh, yeah. Centered around all the UFOs and stuff, so.
3: Amongst other yeah. things, Amongst paranormal. other
2: things, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For sure. <laughs> so.
3: Have, have yeah. you ever been on a paranormal investigation?
1: Um, professionally, no. But I have been to places that I didn't expect spirits that, that. What's the, I don't want to use the word haunting but that occupied these places right? Um, the spirits that came to me when I was there so I didn't really go out looking for them mm-hmm. so much um, but yeah I, I'll pick up those things I would love to do it I, my husband and I have talked about like going to New Orleans and doing oh. like a, a oh. ghost tour there or something I would love to do that I think that it would be, be so
3: amazing. much fun. <laughs> yeah we have um, there's a company here in Utah that does uh, haunted tours mm-hmm. um, yeah nice so if you ever get out this way, we can definitely yeah. get you hooked up and get you in, into some places and um. I'd love to,
1: yeah, for sure.
3: So, um so we've talked a lot about human spirits. Um, do you pick up on the inhuman ones as well or just the human ones?
1: What do you what do you mean by inhuman? Uh, like the like the angels,
3: angels, demons, or, and then the plethora um, of things that have never had a human body.
2: elementals That's a good question.
1: I don't know if I've ever connected to a spirit that hasn't had a human body. I don't. I don't think so. Um, so my personal belief is that demons do not exist. I believe the only evil is humans. Um, hmm. So no I I haven't but but angels yeah my husband and I have a podcast too and we did an episode on different like archangels and I have connected with them um but I would say that's probably the extent of that is is the archangels
3: okay yeah everyone's got their own uh theories of of Mm -hmm. the good and evil uh battles of the world absolutely
2: well I don't believe you ever really know until it's your
1: time yeah yeah, absolutely. So you're not sure. gonna know. That's uh, everybody's entitled to their opinion.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 100. So another thing is the paranormal. It, it's so broad. Mm-hmm. It's so open. Very. And yeah. nobody knows even uh, you know a tenth of a percent of all any of it that's out there.
1: No. No, we don't. It's unbelievable.
3: Yeah. Sure. So, and I think I honestly think we're not meant to. Like, Mm-mm. like
1: you know what? You, no. And you know why? Because our human brains—sorry, there go my dog. <laughs> our human brains would not understand it. They just yeah. wouldn't. We wouldn't be able to understand. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So they just we just don't, and we'll learn those things after we go. You yeah. Know? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: So you mentioned you have a podcast. Um, what's the name of your podcast?
1: It's called Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses, and it's just basically my husband and I talking about something. You know, like we'll pick a topic and then we discuss it uh, and we love it. That's why we call it philosophy chatter, because we used to like what we still do sit around and just talk about nothing and have these big, deep discussions. Mm -hmm. And we were like, people would probably think we're crazy, but there's people, too, that would probably love this. So that's when we started the podcast.
3: Oh, that's awesome. How long you guys been around?
1: Almost three years. Oh, wow. Nice. I we think we're, um, this week is episode one thirty two. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Leaps and
2: yeah, bounds we've been ahead going of us. At it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: where can people find you?
1: Um, they can find us. We're on Facebook and Instagram is at spiritual Joneses. I know that our name is kind of hard to find so that I tried to make it easy with at spiritual Joneses. You can even Google it that way and find us that way. Or my website, samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. There is a link to the podcast on there as well.
3: Perfect. Perfect. So we just want to say, you know, thank you for, you know, spending a, about an hour with us and kind of hanging out. And
1: That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys thank are very easy much. to talk to. You never know what <laughs> you're going to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, are they skeptics? Are they, You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, we're, I think i have you know, anyone that claims to be a psychic or have gifts, I'm, I'm naturally uh, open-mindedly skeptical about them. Because there's... As you should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because there's been so many people that have uh, used used it to, you know, um, defraud people yeah. And, yeah. and stuff. And it's just, it's just not very... Absolutely. Not very good.
1: Yeah. Yep. I agree. For sure. You should actually make sure before you get a reading from somebody that you check their kind of, their, um, not references, but like recommendations. Mm -hmm. Um, and also if anybody ever says to you that like they can remove a curse, it's going to cost you extra though, those types of things run, run. Yeah. That a a real medium will not try to add on and tell you that, you know, they can build a, a, replica of your boyfriend out of clothing that they buy at walmart you know stuff like that oh my I, goodness I red, yeah, flag. So, yeah, red flag Please Run. But, but people buy it they buy into it oh, oh my gosh my. I do this you know um so no i tell people don't don't ever no.
2: yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely
1: anything
3: else i'm out all right Thank you so much for... Thank you guys
2: uh, so much. This has been great. Now yes. I'm going to go look into like animal communication more because I am just so interested in learning more about it. It's the very world needs
1: more animal communicators.
2: So. <laughs> it's so fascinating. Yeah. So fascinating. Yeah. I love it. So thank you so thank much, you. Samantha. This was great. Thank you. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. All
3: right. Good night. Thank
1: you. Good night. Bye.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. Samantha Jones' interview with Paranormal Podcast Peeps. Yay. It was really cool. Um, they seemed very personable. They were. Um, I liked the, um, the sound of their voices mm-hmm. and their questions. They were cool. They yeah. Were, they, I think it was well thought out, and they just were really respectful. It was, sounded like it was a really cool interview.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I really did. Because you just never know right. what what you're going to get. I love to do those interviews. and
0: um, Yeah one went very well awesome well congratulations good job by thank
1: the way. you thank you very
0: much well before we say goodbye to all of our friends would you like to share your information
1: yes you can find me on the web samanthajonespsychicmedium.com you can set an appointment up there too uh, it's actually really simple, So, uh, and you can email me from there. But if you'd like to reach us at the show, you can reach us at spiritualjoneses at com. Send us your show ideas and your messages and comments and all that. We love
0: it. Yes, please. Yep.
1: Thank and you. then for you, my friend.
0: Thank you. Um, for my art, djonesartcollection.com for the web, at djonesartcollection for Instagram and Facebook. And I shared last week that I would have some information. I still don't have any regarding music. But I'll keep you up yes dun, dun. gonna keep you hanging <laughs> but it's coming so that's it for me great well we hope everybody uh, got something out of this today that uh, we do. this episode and this mm-hmm. interview with Samantha a little bit more. Insight for yeah. you know even newer listeners of where she, this all started for her and, yeah. and the whole thing. So, yep. again, thanks to Paranormal, uh, Pod, Paranormal Peeps Podcast. Sorry. Yes, you can um, find
1: them on Facebook. Search them that way. Paranormal yes, Peeps
0: Podcast. Uh, but thanks for letting us re-air this interview yes. on our podcast. We appreciate Much it. Much appreciated. Yep. And we hope everybody has a great week. That we do. Until next week.
3: Peace and love.